Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, talking Supernatural Season 2, Episode 4. On our episode this week, we'll talk about Bongazi. Don't put your dick in dead things. And pitter-patter blood splatter. Let's do this. This week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're talking about season two, episode four of Supernatural. Children shouldn't play with dead things. I mean, nobody should play with dead things in I, general. I, yeah, we're gonna I mean, have a lot. We're gonna have advice. a lot of discussions about playing dead things during this during this the episode and lore and other things. There's gonna be like, stop. No, don't put your dick in dead things. I think it could okay. also be the title of it. But yeah. you know, hey. I'm just hitting this right off the bat. We're just going yeah. with that. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, we are, we finally had our girls weekend with plus, plus babe, girls plus weekend babe. plus babe <laughs> <laughs> in Dallas. Yes. And I had a lot of fun. Uh, we went to a tiki bar and, ha- and, and babe drank out of a spam can, which was really cool. And um, I got a zombie without grapefruit, which means I just had three kinds of rum poured into a glass and then was like, this is delicious. It's yeah. I had a Dole Whip. What? It's like my what? favorite thing. Dole Whip with rum on it. Yeah. Whip. Whip, you make- whip it good. Oh, whip. And uh, yeah, and then uh, we took some really cool photos. Graveyards and we tacos. Went to, we went to the graveyard and then we got tacos because graveyard and tacos is our new thing. Uh, but it was a really cool cemetery. We got to see where Clyde Barrow was buried. And mm-hmm. apparently everyone still really loves Clyde Barrow based on the tributes left of his grave, which you know led to the conversation of are people practicing magic here or are they just honoring the dead? So, but there wasn't like a lot of, and of course, I think, I think it was Dallas, it was a Hispanic neighborhood. Like, it was in San Antonio. Everything there would have been covered like that. So I think it's, and it's also, it is April. Wait, no, what month is it? It's June. <laughs> well, um, May, technically, it was May when we were there. So, you know. Yeah, whatever. It's spring or summer or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, there was, but there was weird tinsel hanging in the tree by his grave. I yeah. thought that was weird. Um but the cemetery itself was lovely, uh, fairly well kept. I didn't, you know, it wasn't amazing, but it was all right. And it's a very old cemetery in Dallas. Um, so it's it's a um, on the west. It's West Dallas. It's almost like Oak Cliff, but not quite. It's kind of like on that cusp, depending on who you ask, what the border of Oak Cliff is or not. Um, but yeah, so that was a cool little uh, stop off to a somewhat dallas landmark if you're into the clyde fun and clyde stuff uh then we went for fancy dinner and super fancy and then we drank a bunch of wine at fancy dinner we did and we had wagyu tataki that was amazing yeah the place was great all sorts of chandeliers all the chandeliers yeah 
Uh, and we went to the haunted hotel Adolphus, but we did not get to see any ghosts. No. Uh, but we had we did learn from one of the front desk girls. Okay, I wish I could remember her name. I'd shout her out, but we also didn't tell her the name of our podcast was. Just don't want to be listening to this. Maybe she's a random listener. I don't know. Uh, but I think we're supposed to stay in the 19th floor when we go. Uh, we also the tried 19th to cr- floor ballroom, and the 19th floor is where they have it because apparently there was like a jilted bride. Um, who hung herself on the 19th floor or something is like the lore that they have for that for that um um for the hotel and so down in their basement area which looked creepy as hell and which we didn't get to see we saw a photo and then up on the 19th floor where they have paranormal activity it's considered like one of the more haunted like hotels in the city of dallas so we we tried tried to crash a wedding and failed yeah, no, we, <laughs> we, and we'd be like, we're just casually crashing it. Like we already had a drink. So we're just like, we're going to wander in and see if there's anybody watching guard and then got it. This is a private event. I'm like, how do you know we don't belong, bitches? What about me says I don't belong here just because I look like a 90s Courtney Love reject. What means I don't belong at your fancy fucking wedding? Maybe I'm we're banging... For- you I'm banging the groom. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were in full like riot girl gear. It was pretty epic. Yeah. Riot girl, but yeah. So yeah, and we popped in. So we had hang out there and then popped over to um uh, one of my dear friends, um, or Dave and I's friends, I'm uh, sorry, babe and I's friends, excuse me. <laughs> um used to have a bar in Deep Ellum called Black Swan Saloon that is now closed, and he is now operating the um running, managing um Midnight Rambler in the basement of the Jewel Hotel in Dallas. And uh, it was super fun vibe there, phenomenal beverages, and then and then it started getting crowded, and the DJ was just okay. And then and then a DJ happened, so we left. So it was time to go home, anyways. But that's fun. So yeah, it was good, and uh, we're covered by the pool for a bit on Sunday. And that's stupid cold pool day. Yeah. It was so hot. I'm in San Antonio this week, and it was so hot outside just like putting away groceries in the car i was like full on just like direct way yeah. and i was like where was this when i was hanging out in the pool i know it was supposed to be sunny and then it was gray and cool so it was, i know it was my, first, my first world problems i can't get into the pool it's too cold oh yeah. poor me. i know it's, I know, it's sad rough rough, yeah. rough so, like a dog all right so what are you drinking that was good uh, so I was going to drink the Snoop Dogg's 19 Crimes Cali Red. I bought that today just to buy it. I took, Dave, babe and I t- you really, took a sip. You took a sip? No. And, um, and I'm now drinking a mediocre Malbec. Um, <laughs> so I didn't. Can it even be a second bottle? It's real sweet. It's sweet? Yeah. Why would Snoop Dogg's wine be sweet? He seems salty. It's it was sweet. Fuck my life. Sorry to disappoint. You might be able to get with it a second bottle. I just I'm I'm very sensitive to red sweet wine. I just yeah. I know I'm not a fan. I know you aren't either. I know. So but I was like sorry. I was very excited to be drinking the Snoop Dogg Cali Red. I was stoked, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a take a sip of this and smoke my cigarette before I come do my podcast with Liz. And it was and. And maybe sudden, you have to be really high to drink it. Like maybe, maybe like it's it's like if you're pairing. really stoned, like maybe it's a maybe pairs. Issue. I wonder if he has like like a Pacific like strain of weed that Probably. pairs with it, and not that we can get that in Texas, but you know, um, he's got a strain of weed and some Martha Stewart recipe. That yeah. <laughs> maybe I need to like Martha. How do I drink this wine? 
like well, how do i make this palatable and then she's like you pour it out and then you put another wine in here and then you pretend you're drinking the snoop dog uh, red. i wanted but, to like it i was excited but the bottle's so cool it's so cool so sorry Sorry to be the, uh, the, I mean, now you're going to taste it and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But I know, but I'm going to be forewarned. You try it at some point. It's going to be like, how shitty is my week this week? Like, is it like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going Snoop Dogg shitty. Don't care, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I am drinking a, from the 903 Brewers, Texas Mud Pie Reserve Stout. It's Ooh. oak aged with chocolate, pecan, and marshmallow flavor malt beverage with natural flavors you know it's a lot of malt beverage um so it pairs with espresso blackberry jam and bonfire sipping i don't know why you would have an espresso with a beer i don't understand that yeah it also has a picture of the glassware i'm supposed to be using and i'm just drinking out of the jelly jar because that was all i could find here i think that's what that glass is called i don't know um but it is 11.9%. So by the time I drink this one, uh, oh, it was also brewed in Canada, Sherman, Texas. Where's Sherman? Sherman? Um, yeah, Sherman's north of, um, of Dallas. Okay. So yeah, this is supposed to be like drinking a brownie. Um, hmm. I wouldn't recommend drinking a brownie. Um, hmm. I do love me a stout and this is, does have some interesting notes, but it's also, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot, it's a lot a of lot. flavors. But I've had a day. And so I'm just going to suffer gonna, through. You're going to enjoy it. It'll be fine. Yep. And I have to drink it fast. I have two other beers here and they're not being chilled. So unless I want to drink warm beer at some point that I need to power through and then that will make this episode extra fun. Yay. Oh, man. All right. Let's get, let's get smashed off with two beers. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, Yeehaw, on that note, before you get smashed on beers in this episode, do you want to give us the background on it? <laughs> well, unfortunately, because I was traveling and the massive thing, I basically left Dallas, threw things yeah. down, packed another suitcase. I have no idea what clothes I have with me. And it's also really hard when all your clothes are mainly black and you're trying to dig through a pile of black clothes. You're like, I don't yeah, know what this it. is. Yeah. Um, they all blend. Um, but my supernatural Oh boy, <laughs> the movie made the show. Um, my supernatural companion book got left. Uh, so really just running off on supernatural wiki. And like Diana said, the title was Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, which comes from a 1970s zombie movie. Uh, it was first aired October 19th, 2006. So lucky them, they were getting into spooky season. Like the first time this came out, you're prepping for Halloween and making your costumes. Oh. Uh, this was directed by Kim Manners, so gay for him, and then also by uh, written by Ryle Tucker. So two people we've talked about before. So, um, yep. So I think we can just kind of zone in on this boy trying to fix a girl's feelings with emo music oh, yeah. and chocolate. Yeah. And then the, the chocolate he gives her, M and M's. Yeah. Really, like, June? No. Have you ever been through a breakup? No. M and M's aren't gonna fucking cut that shit. Mm-mm. No. That's, no. I mean. I- I'm a, I'm a weird girl and like uh, I'm not like uh, I'm sad I want a chocolate bar like no fuck you I want either to drink about it or I want like pasta and ice cream I'm kind of like it's one together or the other. well like pasta then ice cream okay like, I was like I damn like, I'm like 
<laughs> no, I'm not. Whoa, whoa. I'm not pregnant. Um, just, <laughs> oh, man. I was so tempted at the store today. Sorry, tangent, guys. Uh, so the store I'm in was fucking magical and it was like a giant warehouse. And so it's a brand new AGB. Yeah, it's a brand new grocery store just filled with all the things, which is why I have a Texas mud pie beer. But they have like these like single pint ice cream makers and like miniature waffle makers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do not buy these. Don't buy them. But I'm going to be here for a week. And so if I like at some point, I, can, I may bring those home with me. But I was like, that's really cool. I can just make like a single pint of ice cream for myself. And then I won't feel bad about it. But it also kind of looked like a piece of shit. Um, yeah. So it would probably break down. But one of our friends told us this weekend that she makes like her frozen drinks, alcohol slushies when she's not knocked up because she's pregnant. Uh, yeah. But she makes them in her ice cream maker. So I was like, oh man, I can just like pour like shit in here and like make like, a, you know, a frosé or whatever, whatever yeah. the that she's drank. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even think of that. That's wild. I mean, yeah. so I was like, this is what I'm like debating because I'm like, you're not that expensive and I can make ice cream. And I can make frozen drinks. Yeah, I mean, like, likely just multi. It's multi-purpose. Then it's different. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you can make it. Okay, so sorry for that tangent, but yeah, we had to. I I thought we had to know about that. Um, Okay, so 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 my immediate thought, yeah. So as soon as this scene is happening, like, they're he's feed. Well, he's got like a beer there, and they're feeding their M and M's and la di da. I'm like, oh shit, this guy's friend zone. That was my first thought. And because I didn't catch his name right away, I think half of my notes just say friend zone is how I identified him. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yep. Mm, I mean, that's that's what was happening. So anyways, there's a knock, you know, he, they knock at the door and she's like, don't let him in. And so it's her, I guess, her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, whatever, um, at the door. His name is Matt. And he forces his way in. And of course, she's gone. She um, left the M&M's, which I was, I know I shitted on the M&M's a little bit. But at the same time, uh, you don't need them. Yeah, no, I'd be like, bitch, I'm out, but I'm taking these with me. Did you notice who Matt is? No, who played Matt? So he's from another show that you're very fond of, uh, according to IMDb. And that would be a show, just, just a little Canadian comedy uh, starring Jared Kiso. He's in, who is he in Letterkenny? Wayne that was Jared Kiso yes shit now I have to rewatch the whole fucking episode god damn I didn't really like this episode that familiar. much I know he looks familiar he's only in a couple parts <laughs> spoiler he's he not was very a much of a baby oh my god he was such a baby so, I can't believe but I he, also, that. he also had like that dumb beard and different hair so I mean sorry I just yeah, he also wasn't doing a squinty eye thing or no, like kicking like, people's asses. And wasn't wearing like tight Western jeans and crossing his <laughs> arms excessively. Yeah. Like that, that was That's how I crossed my arms in so many pictures this weekend. <laughs> You're in letter Kenny mode. You're channeling, uh, letter channeling, Kenny. You're yeah. channeling Wayne. Yep. That was just funny because we did watch a few episodes of Letter Kenny while we were drinking. Yep. A lot. Yep. Um <clears throat> anyway, so he so she's gone. So we cut to oh also she flew out the window by the way that Very was impressive. Like, I was like, like, I'm like uh i can't get i mean like how, when was the last time you crawled through it well never mind not you i know <laughs> the last time you crawled through a window was, i can't remember the last time i crawled through a window and it hasn't been recently and i know i would not be that nimble i mean i get that she's like early 20s something so obviously she's more limber yeah. than my ass but still it is not yeah. as easy as it looks no i will tell you having crawled well crawling into a window might be different than crawling out 
because calling intro window when you're a woman of a certain age and you have big knockers um they make them re- like you're like how do I get in this window because I was trying to get into this hallway and then it's like where do my boobs go and I'm like okay and then I finally just had to give up because it was high enough and I couldn't like I was like if I try and go in feet first like my hip my childbearing hips are gonna like bust through this so I just had dove head first into a sink full of dishes and like you do like you do so I would also not be a good cat burglar <laughs> yeah so she's like out this window and then we cut to she's you know crying crying hysterically and driving which I'm not gonna say I've never done this in my life but it is also quite unsafe and then on top of that her phone rings and she answers her flip phone and keeps looking off the road I'm like something's gonna happen something's gonna get her on the fucking road I fucking know it because this bitch is looking at her phone and bawling and not driving which and again, i get you did not have bluetooth in your car in 2006 of course oh yeah. however you are also the prime commercial for why you should not talk on your phone while you drive hands-free well if she had been talking on the phone and driving that'd be one thing if she had been crying and driving that'd be one thing if she but the combination of all three things at once i think is what really sets it over the edge well and, and she was also looking the wrong way i'm like why are you looking the- over there nobody's over there why aren't right you way. looking ahead like yeah. yeah, but I was expecting something creepy to be in the road and it wasn't something creepy. She just hit a motherfucking wall and <laughs> bled a lot. She did. She bled a so lot. Much. Yeah. All over that flip phone. <laughs> that flip yeah. phone did. Like yeah, she did. She did. She did. Flip phone dead. She did. So anyway, so she, uh, so we cut to, um, our, 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 our Winchester brothers and, uh, they are going to visit their mother's headstone. Uh, apparently it's, you know, Dean's attitude is like, this is dumb. She's not even there. And Sam's attitude is that it's important that they, he thinks that it's important to go for themselves. Um, Dean really just wants to stop at the roadhouse and check on progress hunting for the demon. Uh, but Sam just is really like, just thinks it's important. So, and at the cemetery, when they do get to the cemetery, they, uh, Sam is, um, by himself at mother's at his mother's gravestone and has uh his dad's dog tags and buries them on her grave with a knife with a knife it's a very yeah yep. and my note on the cemetery is sam gets weepy dean gets creepy because <laughs> dean sees some creepiness yeah yeah he does he sees a dead tree and so he has to go check out the dead tree and then we see that there's a perfect circle of dead grass like a pretty big one like a six foot like it was a large circle of dead grass. Put, like perfect circle way to go our grass. department Papas. yeah and um and you see a temporary grave marker there but all the flowers at the temporary grave marker are already dead too so then all of a sudden there's like the groundskeeper or someone that doesn't even look like a groundskeeper they look like they run a funeral home he looks like, like an undertaker he yeah, was like, not a groundskeeper like what is this dude just what he just happens to be at the cemetery at this moment it was very odd giving dean a business card and um anyways and the, uh, he's trying to like figure out what what happened in the spot like how long ago was that body buried and they're like oh it's only been a few days this must be unholy he's dean's convinced it's unholy ground some kind of demonic presence or a some kind of an unhappy strong spirit sam thinks that dean's just grasping at straws and just kind of like you know you're just upset about mom and you have to turn everything into a hunt it's not our thing it's our thing it's not our thing it's, it's a variation thing. of that it's a variation of that yes. exact argument only it's now yeah. it's about feelings instead. Yeah, but also like Sam, when I get kind of pissed off on this, like, dude, 
there's a giant circle, like a perfect six foot circle. This is uh, weird. This is this not is, normal. This is not what normally happens. Like, no, nobody sprays pesticide in a giant circle above a green and doesn't right. do it anywhere else. Like, yeah. what the fuck, That's Sam? how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not a Sam fan this episode. No, he's, uh, kind of, uh, he's kind of annoying. He's, he's a little bitch again. All right. Yeah. So uh, like, let's go question the dead dad. That seems like a good yeah, use of our time. And, and the dead dad is very accommodating. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, but I think also if, you know, he's- He's just shocked and thinks it's her friends. And so he's trying yeah, to- Yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, of course he's like, I'm going to talk to you. You're my daughter, dead daughter's friend. So like, let's have a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so they questioned him and just like no Dean's projecting blah 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 um, anything else to say this before we get to Matt I was just going to say that he teaches an, uh, ancient Greek courses like and that was something that ties in a little bit later yeah the ancient Greeks Woo. yeah yeah that's basically it they, they harass dad and then they leave after Dean gets to be kind of a dick yep so the Matt's watching old videos of Angela, which is weird. Yeah. And, and then and he drinking dead. a beer. <laughs> that's what I was and like, then, Matt's watching then, videos, he dead. And then he did. Well, I was gonna say, so then I'm like, I'm like, he kind of like stops and looks like eyes wide. And I'm like, fuck, there's gonna be something reflected in the TV. So that's when I covered my eyes because that's what I do, because I'm a wuss. <laughs> and I covered my eyes. And then he turned around. And then all you see was him turn to look at behind him because there was just reflection in front of the TV and the blood splatter. But that I had to cover a- my fucking eyes. There was lots of good blood splatter, I thought. But there wasn't like a mirror ghost. It was fine, Diana. You could have watched it. Go back and watch it because it's mm-hmm. your Kiso. So now I have to go back and watch it and be like, oh, hey. Um, okay. So he did. He um, See, and then, like the first 10 minutes of the episode, you're fine. You don't have to watch the whole thing. It's true. Okay. So then Dean's going to commit some B&E. Yeah. And at Angela's place, but doesn't know that she has a fucking roommate. <laughs> Oops. Surprise. Who, who likes to run around in her underwear? And she looks kind of like like they look similar i had to do like a double thing like wait what that's probably where her boyfriend was fucking her that's true yeah 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 you know friend, you, like, you know i'm tired of this one this one looks just like that but it's new um so, yeah but at least like dean was surprisingly not tv for a chick in, in her underwear in her underwear yeah like she's just chilling Way to like, grow, dean. and but she does pour out to him about how matt had killed himself the night before at this point and had cut his own throat which is very we good. also learned that Angela was great. She was great. great. Just great. She was great. Which also, like, you start now, when after you know what happens, you piece it together and you're like, oh, this, this bitch. Yeah, no, you are fucking her man. Yep. And now you're trying to. You didn't to get be to late. call her great. You don't get to call her great. And you're obviously way more upset about Matt supposedly slashing his own throat, which is a very abnormal way for someone to kill themselves. Yeah, no, that, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the statistics are, but in general yeah. not say like not to be super morbid but everyone i know who's killed themselves nobody has slit their own fucking throat like that's well, never I been think, away I think you see it's a lot like od's od and and gunshot are a lot more common i think from my understanding so yeah I mean, but, speaking then to from i don't have the stats in hand but from what i recall in statistics <laughs> on that is those are much more common so it's also just the Damn, that's fucking oh, brutal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so he does that, um, and then we and also find out that he was seeing Angela. Ooh. Yes, he had been seeing her like visions, like an acid trip was one way she described it. Like, oh, okay, that's one way to say it. And uh, but she insists that there was nothing wrong in their relationship between they were great. Matt and Angela. 
Matt and Angela didn't have any problems except for the fact that I was fucking him. <laughs> it's a problem, but you know, I mean, yeah, everything's fine. Totally fine. Ugh. I mean, it's like also like, dude, if you're going to dip your dick, like, why are you doing it in the next bedroom over? Like, this is just a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get caught unless you want to get caught, which is likely, you know, and then you're going to be like, right. oh, so I'm such a horrible person. I feel that. No, you don't, dick. Like, yeah. I'm glad you're dead. Um, so then we get another really awkward scene. <laughs> we cut tackle, to Sam tackle, sitting tackle. in the motel. And uh, you hear uh, the intro to uh, a film featuring two Latin beauties. And it's definitely porn. No, so it's Casa Erotica 4. Okay. Diana, I'm not going to spoil anything, but just bookmark that. Just, just, just bookmark that know. in your head, okay? Right. Um, so, yep, and Dean walks in while Sam is watching. At least he wasn't spanking it, right? So Right. Yes, and Dean it was, was also kind of weird how Sam was watching it because he wasn't like spanking it. Yeah, like, he was just like, worried, intro, like, like, were you like, looking for the story? Like, what is no, he, what was the... def- he was definitely looking for the story. <laughs> Absolutely looking for the story. Yeah. And, and also, odd. like, I guess maybe like they're using stolen credit cards. I'm like, motel porn's expensive. And I guess this is free porn hub. So, but still, you have the internet at this point. Like, yeah. Why are you doing the hotel pay-per-view? But you know, whatever. Yeah. No, no judgment. I mean, are we implying that Sam has taste in these things? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't see Sam as, a, as no, I don't know. As I don't, a motel porn guy? Yeah, we're, well, I just, I don't see anybody as motel porn guy. Like, and I like, <laughs> and I used to work for a cable company and I will say that I've seen a lot of celebrities, uh, cable bills who watch a lot of porn. I was in San I lived in San Antonio at the time, so to think of celebrities lived here, and I'll just make, you know, shoot me, shoot me an email, and I'll like maybe nod ahead or like or shake my head no. But yeah, they watched a lot of porn. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, I just don't understand paying for porn. I've never understood it. Like, I mean, even like we used to like rent the videos and like we would rent them right. as a group, which is kind of weird. <laughs> that's its own weird that's its own weird you're, that's you're talking about weird. weird that's its own weird that's its own weird we weren't like having like, we a like buy, we used to buy dvds i mean that was a thing you could yeah. buy a dvd well or the vivid girls would just give them out to you at strip clubs but uh yeah there was one like we used to find like all this the, we're just trying to find like the weirdest porn you know we wanted to find like, the midget porn and sorry little people porn uh but i think if it's porn you can just probably mention porn um and then uh like there was all these like rockabilly ones where they were just like there's strange takes of like rockabilly life. Um, oh, and then there are the zombie porns. And zombie porns are really interesting. There's like the repenetrator, um, which is like like the reanimator, but it's the repenetrator and it's zombies. It's hilarious. So that's probably why we're like. Does this fall into the category of why you shouldn't play with dead things? Uh, well, yeah, maybe letter. Yeah, I think in that movie there was a lot of don't don't put your dick in dead things. But um, okay. yeah, okay. So next topic. Um, yeah, moving on. So Dean walks in and says awkward, and it's hilarious. And then we move on to, um, basically he's able to report back. Dean reports back about how Matt's dead now. He's pissed that Sam didn't believe him. Explained that at the apartment, like there was dead plants, dead goldfish all that and that yeah i was like hey like so is a sign of dead plants that you have zombies and I'm like do i have zombies 
<laughs> is that why I can't keep like my indoor plants alive this year? Like, mm. fuck. Like, I didn't even know. Like, shit. Someone get the zombies out of my house so my plants can live. Yeah. Okay. So well, apparently I have to go rebury them. But anyways. Um, so Dean had stolen her diary. And um, so they're they decide that because they've read all about fucking friend zone now, so they gotta go check out his place. So I say they show up at friend zone's place. <laughs> <laughs> So, and they pretend to be grief counselors, which is causes a really funny line later. Um, <clears throat> but-, but they also offer therapeutic collage. And at first I thought I said therapeutic colonic. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a grief service. I had to go look at the transcript. I'm like, oh, collage, collage. Yes. And I was like, um, I would like to do a therapeutic collage, but- yeah, so this is where they find out where Neil tells them that because they were like, oh, we're worried about you since Matt killed himself. And he's like, uh, Matt didn't commit suicide over grief. It was over guilt because Angela had walked in on him fucking some other chick. So yeah. now they have that confirmed. And, oh, and also that is pointing to friend zone's feelings about Angela too. Just like, oh, yeah. yeah, she's, oh, she's dating this guy and he wasn't even good enough for her. He was cheating. Son of that. Yes. Yeah. So now Dean's convinced it's a vengeful spirit and just wants to go burn the bones. Sam points out that her body's only a few weeks dead and it's going to be a lot more. Two days just, dead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a corpse. Yeah. It is, this it's is a corpse, not, corpse. This ain't, this ain't a skeleton. And Dean's like, you're know, scared to get yourself, you're scared to get a little dirty. And I'm just like, oh, that's a little, that's a little much. So no, this is very different. Like, I'm yeah. sorry if I was like a bone hunter and wanted to get into Bone hunter. Um, so <laughs> there's many so boner hunters. Um, so um, yeah, I know it's very different, like digging up a grave that has bones in it as like burning a full fucking body. I guess it is burned dad, but it's different. Like you got hair, you got the, the things, like it's a has partial face. Yeah, no, not a good, it's not a good thing. It's, it's Sam, you're right here. You are very much right. This is very dark. So, but of course, surprise, they dig it up and it's empty. It is empty. So let's talk about Grave Robin. So this is wartime. Grave Robin. Grave Robin. Um, But we're not really even talking about Grave Robin. We're going to be talking about it, kind of. What we're going to talk about is Bone Gazi. AKA the great bone discourse. So this was the thing that I did not know about. I don't know how I missed this probably because I was never on Tumblr. Um, I don't remember what I was doing when this happened. This was in 2015, 2016. Um, I think I was in grad school. I was just starting a new job or I was saving the world or something. But um, anyways, I just kind of stumbled as well as looking through things on grave robbing. And there's lots of good stuff about Ray Robin. We'll get back to it some other thing. But this just, just blew my mind when I read it. So I wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk about it. So this all starts on December 8th, 2015, when Ender Darling, so her their name is Ender, E-N-D-E-R, and they were they were then living in New Orleans. They posted in a secret Facebook group known as the Queer Witch Collective, QWC. Not if you say with QVC, that's where you buy jewels, or I don't know what QVC sells, but I would assume you buy jewels and like rare dolls. I think those no, they, sell, they sell like they sell clothes and all kinds of shit now. That chick's For, on freaking. Do they, 
they sell clothes for weird dolls. No, uh, that's what I'm pretty sure that's all they do. Yeah, you're like, yes, yeah, like, nope, that's all they do. It's just weird dolls and clothes for them. Um, so, so basically, this was an, an online secret Facebook group of LGBTQ uh, magic project practitioners. Oh my God, that word was hard to say. And there was about 2,000 members in 2015, which is pretty big for a Facebook group, especially one that's secret. No one can see my little hands. I'm making air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. Um, so in their posts, most graveyards around here are full above ground graves because we live in a fishbowl, New Orleans. But there happens to be a graveyard where it's all in-ground graves. You can literally walk around, see femurs, teeth, jaws, skulls, cats, etc. And this is where I go to find my burns for curse work and general spells that require bone. Anyways, I wanted to see if I started selling, in quotes, uh, basically cover shipping to wherever you happen to be, if people would be interested. I know human bones aren't easy to come by, and I usually have leftovers, which is one, that is a problematic thing, just to call those leftovers. I just have leftover bones, you know, I, I haven't used them all, I just, cursing my I just, enemies. I, over, I overcollected. I just like, I, you know, I was doing all these curses, and I thought I would need a few more. Yep. So... She posts this in this Facebook group. And initially there are some positive responses. And then some people were like, hey, are you doing this like in a magically ethical way? Which is saying like, are you making offerings at the graveyard for the bones that you're taking with? And she's like, well, I brought, they said they brought honey and flowers and they scooped up the bones that the goddess left along their path. So hmm. they just said, you know, hey, the goddess is doing this for me. Uh, and so, but then some people started thinking about it and the group starts pointing out, hey girl, or sorry them, um, you know that you're desecrating a cemetery. And, yeah. and they were like, what? Um, and so Ender posted do dot, okay, do period, not period, shame, period, me, period, for period, my period, work, period. I had to say it that way because you, that was, just to know how it exists. But it really was part of the group's colors. Uh, and this does make sense. Uh, you have a, a large group of magic practitioners doing different traditions. And so if one is doing a traditional like tradition of their ancestors or other things, like, yeah, no, you shouldn't make fun of them for that. You shouldn't shame them for it. But this is running on some different things um so one of the larger issues that was brought to light was the graveyards that they were taking bones from was more than likely the bones of people of the poor and people of color because in new orleans if you have money or just a little bit of money uh you bury your dead above ground because it floods and if it doesn't flood you bury them underground then they rise up and that's how you get femurs and all these things like hanging out in the cemetery yeah. uh, and so it was determined that the potter's field in question was Hulk Cemetery, and it was historically a Black burial ground that was established in 1879. And there were a number of, of famous, um, you know, Black historical figures in New Orleans who were buried there. There is just, you know, it's also just down, like, it's sad as it was, I mean, this was actually post-Katrina, so it did survive Katrina. Mm. But... In the end, it's like, oh, hey, you're kind of just ripping off the bones of poor people. And more specifically, Black people, but also just poor in general. Like, you're right. just kind of going through and taking some bones. And so one of the moderators like, hey, let's open up this topic for discussion. And Ender was like, yes, please. 
But the problem was before this live online, um, some of the members of the group already felt that moderators were dismissing their concerns and people had just already started leaving the group. Well, then this goes beyond Facebook because then somebody on Tumblr posted that the user, little fucking monster, which is Ender Darling's account, little fucking monster. <laughs> hmm. um, and I don't like you ripping off my culture, bitch, but you know, whatever. Um, my subculture gets mad at that. Um, yeah. So her name is a little fucking, uh, their name was a little fucking monster. And they're like, hey, little fucking monster uh, just posted that they were stealing bones from New Orleans graveyards. And mm. some people were questioning this, like, where's the proof? And then this other person was like, oh, no, but here is screenshot. the post. Screenshot. Screenshot of the post from Facebook. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay. So they upload uh, the Facebook thread, and then it went viral. Uh, the responses were veering between outrage and also memes because the internet. And <laughs> within one week, the post had gained over 36,100 notes. So it's one week and on Tumblr, but it's a lot. I don't Tumblr still exists, but maybe I don't know. Um, so one Tumblr user, the skeleton fairy, hacks Darling. Um, and so basically uh, the fairy said, bone, bone theft is the most heinous act. Hear me, bone witch, M-W-Y-T-C-H, and know that you are forever cursed. So say I, the fay of femurs, the imp of iliums, the sylph of skulls, the pixie of pelvises, the skeleton fairy, which is like my favorite hex ever. I'm like, that is like such I just like the signature. That, like this, the signature yeah. on that is actually. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the fay of femurs. Like, fuck, it's such, that, your alliteration is on point. Yes. That is such good alliteration. Yeah. yeah. You go, and, you have, wait, you have anatomical knowledge, alliteration, and style. All right. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I approve of this text. Yes. Uh, I don't think you put text people on Tumblr, but whatever. Uh, so then in addition to like the outrage and the memes, uh, this is a point where Bongazi starts becoming a thing. And you can look through there. All these things are obviously archived because the internet never goes away. Uh, but there was like thousands of memes that were made about, you know, robbing cemeteries. Uh, but people also started notifying the police. And to be fair, to be fair, um, it is not illegal to sell bones in most states, at least in 2015 it wasn't. However, it is a felony to steal things out of a graveyard, right? So not illegal to sell the bones, illegal to wander through a cemetery and pick Picking them up, up and take them. Yeah. The yep. acquisition the acquisition is the important part, not necessarily what you do right. afterwards, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. So Ender also created another Tumblr profile to defend themselves, and they wrote that yay, I they saw an old man digging with a shovel and a backhoe tearing into old plots. And that they decided to take them after they saw a few bones tumble from the dirt and into the street. I picked them up and went through the graveyard and picked up the ones I saw on my path, knowing that they're either going to be crushed or swept away. And I'm sorry, but for me, a spiritual person who works with death, seeing a fucking machine tear into graves like that seemed a lot less respectful to the dead you were also concerned about than me picking them up and saving them. Hmm. It is, you know, it's a point. It's it's a point, you know, hey, you know, they're just if making that's true. The street. If that's true. 
Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. I really right. We're, we're just going by people's accounts, anyways. But yeah, and it's like you didn't rebury them. Like, yeah, I mean, like if you're going to be, and we'll kind of we'll get into this later. What kind of my thoughts on it? But um, so what is so after this goes off, you know, it's blowing up on Tumblr. Then the mainstream media starts picking it up, and they're really focused more on the Tumblr and the Facebook fights and the actually like talking about the issue of what you do about these cemeteries what do we do with these bones how do we right. be respectful of it you know is it okay to use it in, in rituals for magic which you know i but he's like now there's gonna talk about like oh my god there's these funny queers on on tumblr fighting and this is hilarious about like, bones oh, yeah. yeah there's a lot of memes no they're cursing yeah. at each other through facebook comments yeah which is a good story at the same time, though, it's like, hey, there's actually something to this. There is a, a, a discussion. Right, like, what is, who, is there, is there a sense of, like, I think you and I, a lot of wine in my head, we were talking about this, and, like, is there a sense of owner, is there an ownership? Is there a notification? Is there a process? Like, what is the steps? Like, what has to be done? Is it, if it's a pauper's grave, does it belong to the government? Is it, you know, like, are there next of kin? Like, how old are they? I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean the same thing. You know, if you I, I don't, stumble- want, I don't, I don't want some rando selling my bones on the internet. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, if it was my bones, I wouldn't give a shit. However, if my mother was upset by somebody selling my bones, that becomes a different story. And that's, I think, part of the thing that goes into this is like yeah. you're making decisions for families and generations that never had a voice in the first place. That's mm-hmm. why they were so fucking poor. They had to be buried here. And yeah. then now it's becoming, you know, you're, and she wasn't profiting off. And I think that's one thing that gets lost in this. Cause it was like, Oh, she was selling them. She wasn't really sell. They, sorry. They weren't really selling them. Uh, they were, you know, basically it's like, I just need you to pay for cover shipping, shipping. Right. Yeah. Which is not selling. Um, but anyhow, so the police do go to Ender's house, and after which Ender left the state, Ender did, was quoted about the raid saying, they were coming in seriously expecting to find bodies of human organs and have me and my roommates arrested for black marketing human remains. You should have seen their faces when they walked into the house and found a bunch of sleeping hippies. <laughs> Which I also don't like, you know, this is New Orleans. And so the cops see a lot of shit there. There's a lot of shit that happens in New Orleans. I, okay. I, I have watched way too many cop shows about New Orleans. Um, These cops are always so disappointed. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we're going to find like this massive like black mass. They're and they're, they're going to be like, up. they're going to be like sacrificing things. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> the fucking hippies. There's like, uh, there's, like a, there's like a metatarsal sitting on like the TV yeah. stand next to a fucking roach. <laughs> yeah, prob- it was probably right next to Richard. I, I don't think you're wrong. I think there's probably like a, a, a bong, that's all that's left. a bong and a femur. Uh, <laughs> so they did, they found 11 bones and four teeth that were all human. I'm like, you know, the teeth. Why is, I don't know why the, the teeth gross me out the most. That's interesting. A lot of people are into teeth. Teeth are a thing. Well, the teeth, I don't know. I just, and maybe it's because of all the stories of the people like, the old Victorian thing where people used to bury teeth in the wall. Um, and like, oh my God, you haven't heard those stories. We'll get into that one day. Um, yeah, they've excavated, excavated old houses and generally they're like dentist people or whatever, but there was like thousands of teeth like in walls. Real gross. People are really into teeth. That's a thing. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, so anyhow, so I said they found 11 bones and four teeth. They're human. Uh, Ender was arrested in Florida and she was, they were remanded uh, because they were unable to pay their $8,500 bail. Following their time in court, the presiding judge handed out the sentence of a five-year suspended sentence on the charge of burglary. So that was the felony. The felony was burglary because I guess the cemetery belonged to somebody whoever the cemetery belonged to and they were taking things out of it out of the cemetery yeah so and what we were kind of yeah and what we were kind of talking about before well ender said this was part of their practice and human remains are often leveraged in some traditional magic practices especially in a lot of like african practices mm -hmm. uh things that you most more likely think about like kind of like witch doctor things i don't like yeah. their term but kind of you know that's a, the, That's the stereotype term. for it. Yeah. 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 And then also darker magic ceremonies. Uh, they're, but they're not bones of strangers for the most part, right? Like they're not taking bones without consent. So okay. doing that is outside of those magic practices, which is kind of another point that people are making. Like, look, man, like you know, we may use this in our in our ceremonies, but, but not but not rando bones. We're not, yeah, we're not taking rando bones. We're not killing somebody and taking their bones. It's generally someone who was either donated to us or you know, someone we were connected we to. Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, again, that kind of goes into this weird issue of bone consent. Um, bone consent. <laughs> bone consent, which I never thought about until this was like, yeah, it's a consent of what you do with with a dead body, which, you know, we'll go into on another episode about, you know, the thoughts of basically grave robbing for anatomy, which I think is a whole other topic. And I thought it would just kind of skew us around. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's still that idea of just like what, what happens with a body post-death and what do you do with it? Uh, so just some follow-ups on, on the group itself. So the Queer Witch Collective's place as a group took a large hit from the controversy. I can see that. Dar yeah, Darling obviously quit. Uh, Dakota, who was the white witch who founded the group, and this is, I have a really hard time reading articles on this because they say white witch. And I don't know if they mean white as in white magic or white as in white. Because those are two different things. I guess it depends who's writing the article. Yeah, well, and because this this collective was a lot of people of color, that's mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, are you trying to point out that they, but was it somebody you didn't know about magic? And that's why you're, I, I don't know. Like, as my, my head is like, I don't know. Uh, so Dakota apologized to the members. Like, I'm sorry, everyone, even trying, after trying my best, I followed short. I'm so sorry. They didn't take her apology and they left after months of criticism. So basically she got hammered through this Facebook group and bullied out. Um, yeah. The subsequent moderator suggested that, and this is I, this is speaking of races. The subsequent moderator suggested that white witches remove themselves from the discourse and simply listen to witches of color. Every single white witch just needs to stop posting. Period. This moderator wrote, "At the very least, stop posting asking for a spell for a specific thing. That's not how this shit works. It's not a drive-through window. We're at, trying to decolonize our minds and bodies." while you're asking us for McMagic. McMagic is also a great term. I would like to offer that store. If you would like some um, fries with your hacks, I will gladly offer that to you. Not to belittle this or make light of it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, like that's internet speak. And so I fucking hate the internet. Um, 
So then after all of this, they're, they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to kick everybody out. So they purged all the members except the administrators. And they're like, if you want to come back, you have to reapply. And you have to submit an application wanting to come join our group. These people do not sound fun. They sound like no fun. No fun <laughs> at saying, all. I'm like, I don't want to be in this group. Yeah. Like, you guys sound like fucking assholes. I do not and- want to hang out with you. I don't want to sit at your table. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, oh, This is probably uh, why when Vice posted their article in October 2016, there were only 77 members. And I saw a, I saw, yeah. I watched a YouTube video. Nobody wants to hang out with these bitches. Fucking assholes. Yeah. So uh, I watched a YouTube video and we're not saying they're assholes because of their beliefs. We're saying they're assholes no. because of it's a, just the discourse. Their, their tone and their discourse with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Two outside so, people. It's just like, okay. Yeah. And I was watching a, a 2020 video about this and somebody had a screenshot of the group. And I don't know if it was from 2020, but at that point it was 64 members. So they got even smaller and smaller. Wow. Uh, so one thing though that did come out of this was after this happened, the state of Louisiana passed the Louisiana Human Remains Protection and Control Act in 2016. Hmm. And so that provided definitions for specific unlawful acts pertaining to the theft of body parts, selling of body parts, funding the theft of body parts, or knowingly allowing the theft of part- body parts. Okay. So, and they basically said in the law that except it's otherwise permitted by law, which is there's a lot of disclosures for like medical things whatever. Yeah. and archaeology donations so. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're, if you're a museum and you're doing an excavation, you know, like you're allowed to have the bugs there. But so they said though, the possession of human remains is prohibited. It shall be unlawful to trade in discard or destroy human remains. And a first violation of this shall be punishable. Um, sorry, I copied this, the, PDF of this. Okay, so the the first conviction is uh, you get a fine of not more than five thousand dollars or imprisonment with or without hard labor for not more than one year or both. So you get a fine, you can get that. Upon conviction of a second or subsequent offense, each violation shall be punishable by imprisonment with or without hard labor for not more than two years or a fine of not more than $10,000 or both. But I think this is also really interesting. Uh, Each item of human remains in possession or trade shall constitute a separate offense. So if you have, like she did, 11 body parts, that becomes 11, like 11 things. So that could be, you know, up to like 22 years in prison and then the fines that are coming to it were both. So yikes. It's, I don't know, I think it's interesting that this drove this, but it's also like, hey, maybe there's some gray area here and we need to clarify and like Louisiana just sat down like, you know what? You just can't have any bones. Like you, you shouldn't have a person in your house, like your skeleton. Mm. But I mean, so, and we'll talk about this when we go into uh, the anatomy ones, but you know, in Texas, able to have corpses and dig them up for anatomy reasons but so they had to get them from other states which is like how is this better like you're just like okay like i can't you can't have this they ain't texas bones that's why it matters <laughs> they, ain't from, they ain't from texas that's fine we're okay with that but we're leaving our texas bones in the ground we will fuck with some other states bones that's okay yeah that's fine that's fine we'll take your and nobody cares about those massachusetts bones fucking Yankee bones. Yep. So that's from Gauzy. Uh, 
it's still something that, you know, is still talked about today. I'm sad that I missed all the memes, but uh, I just think it's really interesting in terms of, I hadn't really thought of it because my first thought would be, hey, I'm walking through a cemetery and I see some bones. You gonna pick it up I, would just, it I would just pick it up and take them home. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, oh, I won't do that now because well, now no, that, I've thought, I, that I thought about I've it. thought about my, it, yeah. Well, I mean, also for me as, you know, as an atheist, like, I don't really care about my bones. You know it's what I mean? Ca- it's like, calcium to you. I mean, it's like yeah. This. And even, and to me also, if you're a religious person, then if you believe in a soul, it's just fucking bones. Like, they're just like, whatever you, whatever you leave behind to me is not me. Like there is other parts of me that are gone yeah. doing other things. Right. Uh, but I do know that, you know, some people really do value this tradition okay. of you know, so giggling at doing other things. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my spirits around doing, other things. It's fucking, doing other things. It's fucking haunting you is what my spirit's doing. My spirit is hexing you with my, <laughs> my ilium. My, ili- my ilium is hexing you somewhere. I'm just telling you, you don't, you don't want to mess with my fucking ilium. No it, will, I mean, it will fucking haunt you. Like you're so wide. Cause it was like, you never, it, like I never pushed a baby out through it. So oh, it's, man. it's got plenty of magic left in it I'm but just, it, i was just amused sorry i know it is amusing but, it's but just- no yeah no i get it and like i think that you know a lot of times the bigger issue for remains is almost more for well, there's two perspectives one of them is that even though they don't believe the soul is in the body still they still believe, tie the rest of the soul to the body sometimes and then also a lot of times the body is like more of just a, a a placeholder emotionally for the surviving love. This is the symbolism of Mary's headstone, right? And so Mary is not here, but here is we come to honor Mary, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I mean, I can certainly see where a lot of this, you know, becomes an issue for people who are more sentimental and have souls. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I how are you totally going to other things if you don't have a soul is you're gonna be off doing other I, things you can't haunt I, me without a soul i've had an ilium thank you okay, okay. sorry my mistake <laughs> i don't have to have a soul to have an ilium um That's true but yeah i mean it, but it really especially like when you think about it from a cultural perspective and from yeah. an ethics perspective of the people that were buried in this cemetery were already shit upon a lot in life. They, you know, they got their asses handed to them. They were not well treated, especially if they were, you know, people of color in New Orleans in the late 1700s, early 1800s, or actually probably any time in New Orleans, uh, not treated well. And then it's like, oh, hey, so the final fuck you is that you're going to have, we're going to take their bones and then, and do magic some, with some hit some nog smelling oh, hippie is gonna go so, pick up yeah. your fucking bones on a on their afternoon stroll to grab yeah. some more freaking and I tell you, yeah. blunt, hippie, blunt wraps <laughs> if a hippie picks up my bones i will be fucking pissed and i will tell you that right now that's where that's where these bones strolling line you want to see the ilium hex that comes after you after the hippie picks up my bones like oh no you fucking patchouli wearing motherfucker like it's 11.9 percent beer guys um, <laughs> get, their, get their patchouli stink all over your bones on their way to go buy some like kombucha Oh God, they're drinking kombucha next to my bones. Ew. Oh God. That's, oh, that is, that is fucking brutal. I oh, know. Sorry. 
Oh, well, shit. Well, there we go. Bongazi. Yeah, Diane just gave me a new nightmare for the night. Thanks, Diana. Kippy's <laughs> <laughs> oh. drinking kombucha over my bone. So that's it. So we're going to go back to Niels, who is making out with the dead chick. Yeah, he is. Because guess what? Angela's dead ass is hanging out in his basement and they're like it looks like some, it does look like some creepy like fucking like prison cell shit and they are making out yep so question zombie mm. comes back to life is this necromancy is he fucking a corpse I don't think he thinks he is but you but can tell he's dead. a little conflicted I mean I guess later when she like her body is like more like decaying then, that's when he gets really conflicted yeah, yeah man. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would argue, but see, but then are arguably then, I mean, Dean was almost dead. Is he a zombie then? If you fuck Dean, are you, is that, is that necrophilia? Or does but it no, not but matter? He, but, well, but what does it matter? But also, <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly sure that zombie Angela doesn't have a, like, likely doesn't have a pulse. Right. Likely, you're like, if you can't no, die, all the ways they try and kill her where she can't die, that yeah. makes me think this is a, animated corpse i think the important question that we haven't gotten to is they don't tell us is she cold or not Ugh. oh man and like do they have like rigor mortis it's, i guess her oh. mortis goes, goes away she seems she's pretty nimble so i don't think she's got any she's like i mean through. but i think I'm she's crawling say- in and out of that air air conditioning vent i mean once again she's pretty nimble little like yeah and I'm about to say something that'll make a lot of you vomit. So cover your ears in the oh, next no. 10 seconds. I mean, she's not getting wet. I mean, there's no like body secretions. Like he needs some lube down there. Like that's just going to be a dry ass pussy. I'm just saying. So yeah, cover your ears, guys. Okay, we're back. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh you went there. You went there. All right. Of course so... I did. <laughs> anyway, so they figure out at the cemetery that there's something carved in the hood, in the, in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> the hood of her coffin the inside lid of the coffin it's not a car sorry inside lid of the coffin and it looks like some like weird ancient language so they're like oh shit must be dad and they go fucking dean goes to be a fucking asshole and harass dad and basically accuse him of having a zombie version of his daughter in the house so that's awkward as fuck. And luckily, Sam points out that the plants are alive and drags him out of there. Uh, also, so... it's, it's also funny because he's like, how did you see Pet Cemetery? Yes, he did say that. <laughs> so, um, and Sam really just calls Dean out for being like super fucking erratic and is told him he needs to deal with his shit. And Dean basically admits that he's being an ass, but that they- But also, but also he says, yeah, but he also says that Sam is overreacting. And I agree. Like Sam is like going off the fucking rails here too. I'm Sam's like- got, Sam's being a dick, but I mean, Sam's being like a little bit like much, but Dean was a fucking dick to that dad for no reason. Dean was definitely a dick to that dad. He was, Sam was out right to call him on it. But Sam is also like the, this is all about your feelings. I'm yeah. like, fuck off, man. Sometimes yeah. you're just pissed off. Like, yeah, whatever. So anyway, so now they know they need to go find and kill this zombie because they figured out from dad that this, like, this was a ritual to bring back someone from the dead. Yeah. So they go see friends O'Neill. Um, and uh, well, you cut, you see friends O'Neill. Sorry, we cut to them. And he's asking her about Matt because apparently their whole plan is that he just keeps her locked in this creepy ass basement and she's not supposed to fucking leave. And she is apparently obviously not well mentally on top of being dead because she is a psycho and doesn't want to talk about it and doesn't want to talk about Matt being dead. But and also like left the basement because apparently she's supposed to be locked in the fucking basement with a giant latch on the basement door. Forever. 
Neil, you made a sex slave zombie. Fuck you, Neil. Like, this is like, yeah, Angela, she's a lying zombie. Like, she's lying about a bunch of shit. Like, not cool, Angela. She's a lying, but, murdery zombie. Yeah, but also, you made a fucking sex slave of a dead girl. Yeah. So, fuck you, Neil. Yeah. Like, talk about consent. Like, Angela's zombie shit did not have consent to come back from the dead. Mm. I don't know. And she says some real creepy shit about like how he brought her back. And that's when she realized that he's the only one who really loved her. <laughs> and she, so she's mind fucking him bad because she just wants to kill people. Um, so Sam and Dean are go- trying to figure out how to kill uh, her as a zombie. And Sam makes fun of Dean for watching too much, too many Romero movies because I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how to kill zombies. But apparently they, um, this is when they've figured out that Neil probably has her and they're trying to figure out how to kill her. But why, did, but why does Neil have of, her? Unrequited ducky love. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, also problematic movie that I very much love. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got a, a reference to uh, Pretty in Pink. So. Yes. <laughs> and they also figure out that he's the, the um, Angela's dad, TA. So he knows all about these, this ancient Greek ritual apparently. So they break into Neil's place and Dean says, it's your grief counselors. We've come to hug. <laughs> which, which Babe walked in the room, by the way, when that line came out and he was cracking up. He thought that was awesome. So we'll make uh, him on board. He will eventually, he'll keep watching, walking in. Yeah, and then... When he catches it, he just doesn't like intently watch it with me. It's probably not super fun either. Cause I pause a lot when I'm watching it. Cause I'm like, mm, I need to write a note about that. Yeah, right now, pause, oh, right now, pause. pause. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so um, they figure out that there's a zombie pen in the basement and uh, and that she's escaping through the air vent. And so now they know, oh, shit, I bet she's going to go try to kill the chick that Matt was fucking. And it's got to be the roommate because, duh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then we cut to a picture of this, the roommate staring at a peg, holding and like staring at a picture of Angela and Matt. Did we ever get a name for this bitch or is it uh, just? Apparently it's Lindsay. I think they say it like once and then I saw okay. it past. So I just call her. Sorry to our friend happened? Lindsay, but well, this girl of, looks like a Lindsay. This, yeah, yeah. Half of the episode I was like, it took me like forever to get Neil's name. So it was just friend zone in half of my notes. And then this is just roommate in half of my notes. Yeah, um, that's something I just, I cheated. I went to the transcripts for Neil and Matt. Cause I was like, wait, I know Matt's name. I don't know Neil. I'm like, what's the transcript say? I'm like, oh, it's Neil. Yeah. So anyways, but like, why like gazing at a picture of her dead roommate and her roommate's dead boyfriend that you were fucking like uh, it's just bizarre anyways and of course surprise angela is in the apartment or in the apartment and attacks her with these fucking ginormous scissors like where the those f- are the biggest scissors i have ever seen i was just like and i have like 17 pairs of scissors because yeah, i have a lot, a lot of crafting a lot of crafting scissors yeah i figured but- you'd be impressed too but I was like, these things are massive. Like, it doesn't even seem useful at some point because they're so large. I'm like, what the fuck were you cutting with them? And why are they sitting on your counter? Like, conveniently staged there. Side note, I just opened a new beer and it is the Box Slider Toadies Texas Brock Bach. And it has a great picture of, I think that's an antelope or some sort of animal and it's a skeleton he's got horns um there is a there's a cross and like a flower growing by it and the things around it look dead and this is made by martin house brewing company in fort Fort worth Worth. yep Yep. so texas bear okay all right so massive scissors 
massive scissors. They t- they tumble around and try to fight. And uh, anyways, and so then Angela falls on the scissors, perfectly stabbing herself in the heart with the scissors. Lindsay rolls her over, and you're like, okay, I've seen I've seen enough zombie shit. This bitch ain't dead. So we wait. Yeah. You wait for it. You wait for it. And her eyes open. Duh. And she, yeah. but she, then she pulls the scissors out of her own chest and is about to stab Lindsay. That was the part. Like pulling them out where I was like, oh, I knew she'd oh. be alive, but who? Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then of course, Sam and Dean arrive because we know they are on their way and start shooting. Yep. Yeah. So, whoop, giant scissors don't kill a zombie. Silver bullets don't kill a zombie. So, how do we kill a zombie? And we get, damn, that dead chick can run. Yeah. She, is, she is fast. We've we've got a uh, was it twenty eight days later zombie? Yeah, uh, we got a fast one. So I always love like mm-hmm. categorizing my zombies by how fast they run or how slow they run. I'm like, yep, she got she's in that category. Yeah. So anyway, so silver they said they, they made an impact. The silver bullets like slowed her down, but didn't like do enough. So they're like, we have to actually kill this bitch. So they go finally find. They go at this point. They're like, well, fuck. She's gonna go back to Neil, and Neil needs to know what the hell's going on. So they go talk to Neil. And um, they basically call him out, like told him he's desperate, and he's crazy, and this is we insane. know what you did, Neil. We yeah. know you fucked a dead girl. You put Ugh. your dick inside a corpse. We mm. know, Neil. They don't say that, but basically. And so <laughs> finally, he admits that she's at his house. Only at this point, we've all figured out that she's. But fucking he never up. actually says it. Oh, he says he's at his house. That he's not admitting anything. He says she's at his house, but she's not there. But yeah, so we see, and so like you can like Sam or sorry, Dean figures out to like play off that there's like this ritual that they need to do, which there kind of is at the cemetery. And so we need to get Neil to go with them to the cemetery and all this. And basically they figured out that she's actually there listening to them. I think I think Dean knew this, that she was there listening to them. And that's why Neil was acting swirly. And uh yeah. So she tries so that sam and dean leave like look you just need to get the fuck out of here as soon as you can we're gonna be at the cemetery see if you can get her there kind of deal but he doesn't want to leave his closet dead girl Neil sucks fuck you she's in the closet and now she's like oh we have to go to the cemetery and kill those bastards that want to kill me because she's (sighs) a fucking crazy zombie on top he's like well let me go get the car i'm gonna go pull the car and he's and he's actually gonna bitch out and he's gonna go with sam and dean he's you can tell he's like nope bitch cray i'm out well, I don't even know if he was in the cemetery. I think he was just going to run. I think so. Just to get yeah, out. Yeah, because Neil well, sucks. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 a fucking pussy. Well, pussies take a pounding. But, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't like Neil. Uh, so he Sorry. sucks. And then Angelo snaps his neck. <laughs> Fuck yes, off, Neil. she does. She, she kills him because she knows that he was going to leave her and wasn't going to help her. So she's... We oh, well, to... don't, don't play with dead things. That was my line there. So, right. uh, so we cut to... So we're back at the cemetery and they're lighting candles around her grave. And then I'm very concerned at this point because they gave Sam the gun. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He can't shoot. It's bad. He did. But he did. I was impressed. So he was the bait to get to for her to get her to come out. She sneaks up on him and she tries to reason with him about how she's a person, which is actually kind of smart because he would be the one sympathetic to that. But uh he shoots her fucking straight on in the forehead, like clean yep. shot. I was like, Sam learned to shoot. I guess like in this time off, like Sam's right? spending some time in the shooting range and what he's been doing. But yeah, good for you, Sam. Yeah. didn't do anything but cool right 
So anyways, they do like this weird tackle fight thing and Dean manages to like, like they get posted to the grave and Dean does like some crazy like tackle fight thing and shoots her into her room. He, yeah, he shoots her into the coffin and then does like some badass like sliding work. He's like, like Phew, I'm in here. It's, it's very like action movie ninja-y. Yeah, it's very it's like, poof, I've got a silver stick. Ha! And then he's like, puts it up and he's like, stab you. And he, and he stabs her, him. stabs her into the, into her coffin. Like the sticker in the place. Yeah, which is, you know, as Sam said, this is likely, it could have been one of the things that, why vampires are staked. If you, you you know, histories of vampires, well, not history, but, you know, uh, historical vampire lore. uh, In in many of the the medieval, I don't say medieval, but in in older times when people still stab vampires, that was one of the things, like the stakes through the heart was actually to nail them to the ground not right. just stab them in the chest you would nail them to the ground so they couldn't they rise up yeah so makes so sense to me yeah makes sense so they did that but then she didn't open her eyes again so maybe it actually worked and then uh after they refill the grave what what's dead should stay dead that was so overly dramatic and later we'll find out why but i was like man that was an overplayed line like, what's dead should stay dead and i'm like oh, yeah fuck dean yeah okay well, and then D- Sam, as they're leaving uh, the next morning after all this is filled up, it's like Sam actually compliments Dean on his plan and bitches about the fact that he may have broken his wrist. Yeah, so I about. think she, she broke my hand. And so we'll see how this plays out in the next episode, but the mm. prepping for something. So mm. they're like, oh, my hand got broken because my hand got broken the last last episode. Last episode. Yeah, so. Um, and Which is also really impressive He's this entire episode was shot with Sam having, with Jared Padalecki having a broken hand. That's pretty So bad. kudos on you, Jared. Maybe that's why he was so bitchy. He was like, that shit fucking hurts. I'm I'm just gonna- my hand hurts. Yeah. So, but then he asked, but Sam asked why he had to be the bait. And Dean basically said they assumed that Sam was more her style because he had, she had crappy tasting guys. <laughs> <laughs> she burn. likes whiny bitches. As oh, apparently. Anyways, so uh we get like a very emotional ending here though. Dean does look back to mom's headstone as they're leaving the cemetery, but he does not go over to it. Um, and then um they start driving away, but they pull but Dean pulls over and gets out and sits on the hood. And this is a a pretty a pretty weepy scene at the end here. Um it's lots of feelings. It's a lot of a lot of feelings. Um, mm-hmm. Dean Dean is crying uh, at, by the end of this, but he apologizes to Sam for how he's been acting, and for Dad because he blames himself for Dad's death. Because even though he can't remember anything, he put pieces together that he recovered magically with no sign of it being injured at all, and then woke up to the cult being gone and Dad dying. So it has to all tie, be tied together. Sam's like, well, you can't know that for sure. Yeah, and I think this is one Dean has has been bottling this up like you do, like you do, right? Yeah. Uh, so sorry, Diana just ducked fully out of the screen, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Drop my pen. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, but it's when you think about it. So Dean does not remember. Well, we know what happened, right? We all saw this, but in yeah. terms of Dean's character. He doesn't know. All he knows is that he thinks he died, right? Because the doctor said you flatlined. And then he came back to life. And then 
dad was dad died shortly after after whispering something in his head that he still hasn't told sam that's all dean knows but to make that leap between the two is not illogical right i and And, even i think like like, dean's like i shouldn't have come back like i should have stayed dead too is his attitude he says that And which makes the that dramatic telling the line a little more sense. It was still overly dramatic, but it, it makes a little more sense. Um, but I also think if you think in terms of just grief in general, if yeah. you and a family member were in a car wreck and one of like the survivor's guilt, right? Yes. So we were we were in this together. I'm the one who survived. Yeah. This is my fault. And I think the survivor's guilt is a horrible thing. And I think it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's being acknowledged this way. And we're just telling it out through supernatural stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's, I think it's a really good take on it. And I think that um, uh, it's interesting uh, that taking this all in as much as Sam was pushing Dean to really open up about his feelings. I think this is more than Sam expected because Sam doesn't have shit to say. I don't think yeah. it's what I don't think it's what Sam expected, and I think it's a more than he expected. I think he thought that like, oh, Dean's sad because Dad's dead. I don't think he really got the layers of what like all the complexities of this. He's uh, like a dirty feeling. onion. He's a dirty onion full of layers. Dirty, dirty <laughs> onion full of layers. Oh, so I, I think that that's I think that that was part of it too. I think that like Dean, and then I think that's probably going to bother Dean even more that Sam doesn't really have a response. But it's also to me this makes. Dean's reaction makes so much more sense because like Sam, you don't fucking get it. Like yeah. this, this whole time not, you this isn't I'm going through a natural grief pattern. There is a lot of elements. It's not like thought there's an unnatural or whatever. Which is also it. really annoying if you're grieving and somebody's telling you how you're supposed to be feeling and why, and they're like, yeah. I know why you're feeling like this. I know why you're doing this. And you know, it's like, dude, you don't even know what I'm thinking about. Right. because it's my personal grief and right. if i don't share it with you you can't project your own because sam is very much projecting his own feelings onto dean and so it's i don't know it's very human i really like it that's sad mm-hmm. and there we go so we got the boys on the car they're sad and dean's crying sam doesn't have anything to say and then we fucking end and they're off. The baby doesn't even drive off. But no, know. it's weird. I think that, I think that's probably symbolic. I mean, like I'm not. Maybe maybe it just worked better. I don't know. But it's partially symbolic because they're kind of like at, they're not they're not like all right up to the next hunt. They're kind of like stuck there for a minute processing. So that's kind of yeah. They're not moving forward. Worked. They have to you know stop, pause for a minute, and take it. Yeah, and now Sam, it's your turn to be a guilty little dick because you're making your brother feel like shit. And maybe you should have been making your brother feel like shit because he was going through some shit. So let him go. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. So what do you think of the episode? So yeah. It, it was good. Wasn't my favorite, but one bad. It was like there's some funny lines, but not I didn't there weren't as many like I really was had been, have been enjoying the increase in like the like super clever one-liners and there were some good ones but I didn't think that it was up to par with some of the last two episodes probably um I feel like she could have been a little more zombie but I guess I'll get that he probably wouldn't be fucking her if she was I guess like I just like at first I'm like <laughs> they're what? like this would be way grosser <laughs> like just like, uh, like her, hand, have... her hand falls off on his dick um <laughs> but like you know I mean like I, I I'm not saying like that I just I don't know like some part of me was like at first I was almost like wait is she dead like 
what was going on? I was kind of confused. Well, no, she, she was very non-zombie-like until the scissor yeah. thing happened, and then you finally see the decaying flash. But yeah, right. that was a, this was a very interesting zombie choice. But also, but she, like, was very, but she was a very she was a fresh. Fuck, so- yeah, but she was bleeding the fuck out in her wreck when she died, and like none of those. You know, there was like like a, there was like one scratch on her face. Like, True. Yeah, that's that is interesting. Maybe just the mortician did a really good job of sewing her up, and she just had like a top notch, like the best like Undertaker ever. Um, probably not the guy who had the business card in the cemetery but yeah i but the thing is like from a a metaphor perspective using this to tell dean's story i think is interesting as much as i don't love her as a a monster of the week um this choice of like hey we need to talk about why dean is like feeling like crap so what he's trying to process let's push it through this story i think that's that was a really interesting choice I, I can see that. I can see that. It's a good case. You make a good, you make a good case here. I do. Uh, but also in general, yeah, not one of my favorite episodes. I don't hate it. Um, and now that I know it's Jared Kiso, I'll probably hate it a lot less because I need to go back and watch and watch my Matt. Matt <laughs> be Jared. Yeah. Um, he's also less Canadian. Like I know that they use Vancouver actors, but it was like, oh man, like, they do really good. You do a really good job of losing your Canadian accent, Jared. Good for you. Uh, oh, and there were two Jareds on this. Oh, was that confusing? Maybe they just called him Kiso. Kiso, move to. <laughs> oh man. Huh? There we well, go. Anything else? I think we're. Are we good? That's it. That's all I got. All right then. Let's let's wrap this bitch up. All uh-huh. right. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.